what up it's your girl lady sage how you doing happy new years um the wake and the save definitely got away from me before i was able to finish it but you know i'm going to reapproach it in this new year and really delve into the story of jesus so you guys come along and uh join me on the awakening the save chapter three Chapter 3, guys, and I'm reading from the New International Version. Uh, chapter 3. So, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. This is he who was speaking of those speaking this is he who has spoken of through the prophet Isaiah the voice of one crying in the wilderness so like say like this part right here would be like his sermon the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his make straight path for him make straight paths for him John's clothes were made of camel hair and he had leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. So I would, if I would envision John as today's time, he'd be a wilderness man, definitely. Eating locusts and wild honey. With leather belt would be like something he found in the wilderness. What comes from leather, think about it. And his clothes were made out of camel hair. So he was really resourceful. He's definitely a wilderness man. And he would be basically off the grid, right? So on verse 5 reads, People went out to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Philistines, Philistines and Sadducees come to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming raft? So basically, he's like talking to like the pastors, the priests, the bishops. Anyone in the church could have been a, a regular church member, right? Because well, in that day... He's basically like he, he's basically um, calling them out, like basically saying that they you know they preach all these things, but they don't um, they don't really govern themselves according to you know kind of what God has um, written them to be the words you know in the way that they should be acting. So he's like he he's preaching to everybody else and telling them you know turn away from your sins. And then he sees these guys, and you got to remember back in the day, you know, they were dressed a certain way, you know, uh, because in Exodus, uh, Aaron's sons, who become the priests, 
and uh, they um, they wear certain clothing to distinguish themselves from the people. And so these um, Pharisees, Pharisees and Sadducees were were the same. So they have different types of clothing on to to distinguish themselves away from the people. And so John is basically calling them out. He's like, "Who warned you?" Because like basically, you don't read the Bible. You don't know the word. So really, who warned you to flee from the upcoming wrath? Like, who told you? <coughs> in verse 8, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourself, we have Abraham, our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children from Abraham. So also, he's saying like, just because you have... um just because the generations before you like abraham was basically the father of christian religion right i'm saying don't 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 come up here and be like we have abraham he's our father like that justifies your um disobedience and your sins he is like because honestly god can take these stones and he can raise them up as children for abraham so like don't use abraham as an scapegoat for your sins. John was like, he probably would be like, um, I guess if I could compare him to anybody in this generation, I would probably compare him to more of a Michael Todd. You know, he's, 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 um, very, uh, I would, I would think of him very energetic, very enthusiastic. He's very right to the point. He sets down the tone. He lets them know firsthand off um, what God can can do. So don't take your family lineage and try to put it in front of us because God can just take these rocks and he can raise up children for Abraham to replace y'all, basically. So, verse 10 reads, The axe is already at the root of the tree. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So, basically, he's like, you're not producing fruit. So, you could be cut down and thrown into the fire, or a.k.a. hell. It's basically was telling the Pharisees and Sadducee, like you're not too up there in your position to go to hell. He's basically saying you guys can go right to hell, and because if you don't produce the good fruit, um, and so he said, I baptize you with I baptize with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He, now he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and the fire. And wooden fork is is in his hand. And he will clear his threshing floor, gather his wheat into the barns, and burn up up the shafts with the unquenchable fire. So he's basically like, there's one coming. There's one coming that's more powerful than me. One who I'm not even worthy to baptize. 
But when he's baptized, he'd be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit produces fire. And then, of course, he's going to use his hands. And he's going to clear the threshing floor. He's going to gather his wheat, his people, into the barns. And I would think of barns is like heaven, storehouse, right? <clears throat> and burning up the shafts with the um, unquenchable fire so like this is almost reminds me of a parable actually that jesus tells later on in life um to his disciples um about you know the souls and stuff um and i'm not 100 sure of the scripture or where it's at but i'm sure i can find it if i look for it but um this kind of this this little part right here from like chapter uh, from verse, uh, uh, I said from 11 and 12, it really reminds me of a parable, one of Jesus's parables that he tells later. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan. So like, I think, um, when, 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 when John is saying all these things, he's, 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 he's basically prophesying and seeing these things, um, before. He's telling the people, he's telling the Pharisees, he says Sadducees, he's telling everybody who's there, you know, there's one who is coming, there's one who is coming, there's one who is coming. I believe that John did know, like he could tell in the environment, he could tell that Jesus was like coming like in that certain time frame. And that's why he was getting so emotionally intense with the repentance and emotionally intense with calling people out and emotionally intense because he was definitely preparing the way um for god he was definitely preparing the eyes and the ears of the people to be open to receiving god so now it says in verse 13 and then jesus came to galilee to the jordan to be baptized by john but john tried to deter him saying he turned him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? So now John is feeling like he's not adequate to even baptize him. And John is like, he's <clears throat> realizing that that Jesus is definitely the king of kings and Lord of lords. I, I think about when, when seasons in our lives come up for things that we've wanted and then they come to us and all of a sudden the things that we pray for and wanted and wish for have come. And then we realize, like, we start to say, I'm not worthy of that. You know, should I really have what I really want? And so John is like a lot of people, a lot, a lot of us who pray and and speak those things. And then when it comes, we have a little bit of doubt there, like, Am I even worthy enough to be even in this position? And Jesus replies. And Jesus replies. So let's also think about this. If you ever have something that's in your life and you're seeing it come to pass and you feel like you're not worthy, you think about what Jesus said. Jesus replied, let it be so now. Bam. So anything that you're thinking about that you want in life, and it's starting to come to pass or it can't, it's coming to pass. Jesus replies, let it be so now. Let, let it be so. It is 
proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon Jesus, as soon as Jesus was baptized, and he went up out of the water. And that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning on him. And the voice of heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Jesus said it had to happen. Let it be so now. It has to because the proper alignment, is, is, it goes with the word that was spoken before. So it had to happen. Even though John felt like he, at that point he wasn't worthy. But it had to come to pass. Let it be so. And it had to come to pass because Jesus could not have baptized himself. Right? He needed to be baptized by John. Who had been baptizing everybody. Who had been preparing the way for Jesus. So then that the Holy Spirit or the Father God could see. Could come down like a dove. And say this is my son. Whom I love. With him. I'm well pleased. Alright. Guys that's chapter 3. Think about everything. That has just really been broken down in this chapter. How John is basically born to prepare the way for Jesus. To prepare for a message. To prepare for the intensity of the almighty God's son. And Jesus comes and then John's like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And Jesus said, let it be so now. So there might be things that we're that you do in life today that you're that you're a part of or things that you you're standing in, you know, either speaking the word or praying over folks or singing, um, other ministries teaching, um, even if you're an usher, an evangelist, um, if you work with the missions, um, you clean the church, even even that. You know, um, we all have, there's, there's people in every place for a reason. And it's so easy to say when a time for us to elevate, when a time for our promises starting to come through, true, say, man, I'm not worthy. But God said, let it be so now. Jesus said, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. So he has good intentions. Y'all be blessed. I'll talk to you later. Um, God has great intentions for us as his people. And even had greater intentions for his son. He worked it out through his son. And that's a bigger testimony for us all. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.